Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Well, here we go again. We are now into the year 2021, and I've got some exciting guests on with me today. But before we get to the guests, 2021, everybody, this is kind of a a new start or a fresh start, as some might put it. And sometimes there is an energy around new beginnings. So I would just challenge all of you as, as we kind of jump into this Community of Principles podcast, you know, thinking about new beginnings Think about that, almost that first day of school mentality, or maybe the first day on the job. I guarantee you had an excitement and an energy about you. And now that we're over 100 days into the new year, in some ways that wears off a little bit. How can you tap into that that new beginning energy again as we start 2021? And I know everybody finds their, their own way of finding that energy, but I would challenge you. I know you've got that inside of you. Find that energy, find that positivity, and lead lead in your best days. So without any further ado, so this year we've got, um, you know, we are focused on hashtag better together, and this duo really has me excited. So without any further ado, welcome Derek Wheaton and Debbie McFalone. Welcome, you two. Hey, hey. Thank you. Great be here. Thank you. And ben. yes, everybody, you heard that correctly. I have Derek and Debbie with me. And so many of you know Derek and Debbie, but I'm just going to give, I'm going to let ladies go first. So Debbie, if you could just tell us a little bit about where you were and where you currently are. Sure. Yes. I am a Michigan person. I'm in Southwest Michigan, live in the Grand Rapids area right now. I have been a school person for almost all of my adult life. And in fact, my two sisters, my sister-in-law, my husband, my two daughters are all uh, school people. So in terms of being a leader, I had the opportunity to serve as a principal in a rural district, Allegan, and then in a suburban district of East Grand Rapids. Then I went home to the urban district of Grand Rapids Public Schools, where I served in central office as an area superintendent. And since then, I have been leading professional learning in lots of different formats, and particularly with a focus on courage and integrity. And today, I'm here to focus on the partnership that I have with the best teaching partner ever, (laughs) Derek Wheaton. Derek, now there's your segue. So Derek, tell us a little bit about you. I tell you, just like Debbie, I've been in this work for 40 years and celebrating 40 years of work. I graduated from Michigan State in 1980. Go green, I believe green. Uh, at the time, there was a bumper sticker on cars that said, last person out of Michigan shut the lights off. Uh, this was a big uh, recession time. And so I ended up getting a job in Los Angeles and taught for five years in South Central. Moved back home, got my degree at Western in leadership and taught in Kalamazoo Public for 10. And then was the principal of Madawan Early Elementary for 18 years. When I first got there, there were 660 students. And when I left, 900 with a staff of 80. My legacy work after I, what I like to say is rewired, not only to be a wonderful uh, teaching partner with Debbie and Leadership Matters, but uh, opportunities to impact students across our state through 
the Achievement Centered Leadership Project, the Hill Project at Western, and I work with district administrators as well. And so this work never leaves you, Ben. You just continue to mm-hmm. look for ways to create a legacy right. to impact kids across our state and, and our nation. Well said. Well said, both of you. And and I am delighted to have you on uh, the Community of Principles podcast because you two are stalwarts and, and you're, you are the most positive of fixtures that I always get to see, whether it's at MEMSPA or whether it's any professional learning. I just, uh, I love interacting with the two of you. So, so the theme this, this season, season four is hashtag better together. And you, you both just mentioned leadership matters. Yeah. So question number one for the two of you is a lot of times as whether it's a beginning administrator or possibly someone with experience, you oftentimes hear about avoiding that isolation island. Right. What advice would the two of you give to an administrator, whether it's a beginning administrator or someone maybe maybe on the back end about that isolation piece? Right. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Derek? Or? Sure, I can. Um, well, we'll trade off. How's that? Uh, like we normally do, right? Ben, before this pandemic, the the challenge of the principal, I always said, was the number one hardest job in education, and it is even more difficult. And as you know, there's typically only one principal. You don't have uh, people uh, to support and help you, and you're already isolated. Eduardo Briseño shared with us about the performance zone and the learning zone. So the performance zone being what we do out there as we move out and do our work. The learning zone requires that we are building this culture of risk-taking, making sure that we are taking care of our own learning. And the only way to do that is to reach out to others and to network and to work through our strengths so that we can complement the work that we're trying to do. I think, you know, Ben, it's a great question because we know that we are social animals to begin with, and we are hardwired for connection. How that looks in classrooms, of course, and working with our teachers is, gosh, John Hattie's research has told us what we all have known innately, and it is that high-powered, high-functioning, collaborative teams of teachers are achieving excellence, period, the end. And so we as leaders need to model that type of collaboration, model that openness, model that sharing, model that vulnerability, as Brene Brown would say. And that is truly the road to excellence. It's how we get out of mediocrity that we work together. So do you two see, because I completely, completely agree, but do Mm -hmm. you two see, because I know my first year as an administrator, I know that there was a lack of vulnerability and there was a feeling that I had sure. to have all the answers. You bet. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so those are real feelings, especially from mm-hmm. beginning administrators, because right. almost by asking for help almost feels like a weakness. Yeah. What advice would you give that person early in yeah. their career? Right. I think there are a couple of things. And one of the things is I'm a cancer survivor, Ben, and that gives me a different lens to look at things like vulnerability, because what it has said to me is, at the end of my long life, what will really matter are authentic relationships. And at the end of my long life, I I don't want to 
leave a legacy of being plastic and perfect and inaccessible. I want to leave a legacy of being warm, authentic, approachable, supportive, and real. So that's where it comes from for me, I think. I love that. That's a, and that's a great analogy. That's, that's a, I love that story and the connection to your own journey as well. Sure. Well, it's a gift. It is a gift of being a survivor. Yeah. Derek, sorry. Hey, uh, Ben, it is very typical in your first year as a principal. I remember and tell the story Mm -hmm. often that Mm -hmm. I was leading the professional learning. I was cooking the chicken that went into the salad. I was making the blueberry (laughs) muffins. I was doing it all. It doesn't take very long to realize that you cannot do this all Mm -hmm. by yourself. You need to reach out and build leadership. I think about Uh, One of my favorite quotes from Tom Izzo that says, a good player is a good player. A great player makes others great. So think about that. A good teacher is a good teacher. A great teacher makes others great. A good principal is a good principal. A great principal makes others great. Our job is to make sure that we're building leadership. And I try to get people to birth leaders. That's what we need to do uh, Mm -hmm. in our role and in our job. Um, And that leads to what Debbie was talking about, ripping our chest open and modeling what it looks like and sounds like to to live in our values and beliefs and and be vulnerable. So it'll happen. Yeah. Okay. Let's transition to question two. And this is where I don't think very many people know this story. How did the two of you meet? Who's going to take that one? Do you want me to take it? Well, I think, I think I can take it because Debbie may or may not remember, but it was a summer leadership institute in Frankenmuth, Michigan. And I'm not sure if it was right about that time that Debbie had left, left her work in Grand Rapids and started working in consulting. And so I was at a session on trust. Uh, Debbie uh, is the master and most knowledgeable person about trust uh, in the principalship is what she did her her uh, work at uh, Strith for her doctorate on. Uh, But it was an incredible session that I took away at that time. And it wasn't until I think 2012 maybe, or 2011 or so, that we met again when I signed up for Leadership Matters uh, Cohort Mm, 3 that rocks. And so that was the year that we ended up really bonding and getting to know each other. And Nancy Koflesh had taught up to uh, Leadership Matters 5 with Debbie and was thinking about moving on and doing something different. And at the time, I had rewired. And so I talked with Debbie and I got interviewed and she uh, said that I, <laughs> I could be an acceptable Ooh. partner. And so since then, we have been teaching side by side together for uh, some some the last six cohorts together. This is our seventh year. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is our seventh year that we are starting actually this coming Saturday That's with right. our group. So, yeah. There, and there are so many people in the leadership matters in those cohorts, whether they have a hand signal or a T-shirt or something like that. <laughs> you just constantly see that that really has an impact. And you two have, have really touched so many yeah. leaders throughout the state. It's, it's just it's That's, actually it's such an honor to walk beside the group. You know, the other piece about leadership matters that maybe I'm not sure, you know, Ben, but. We meet as a group on weekends eight times a year. But the other piece of that is individual leadership coaching. So Derek and I divide up the group, and half of the group has an individual hour-long coaching call with me every month, and the other half has it with Derek. 
And so I think those connections that you make over the course of those, over the, you know, over the months and through the individual coaching calls, as well as the group meetings are really, that is, I think, a secret to why the connection is so strong and remains so strong. Very good. Well, let's go to question three and uh, you two, and we're going to go a little back and forth now, and we're going to kind of quiz each other on the two of you. Oh. Um, I think we'll start, Derek, we're going to start with you. Okay. And so this will kind of give some insight into how well do you know Debbie? Okay. Lay it on, Ben. Bring it on. I'm going to let you know how well I know this girl. Oh, here we go. Okay. So the first question is, what's the last book that Debbie read or possibly a current book that she would be reading? Ooh. Well, you know, one of the things whenever we meet, we usually share what we're reading. And I think one of the last times I met with Debbie, uh, and in fact, she'll send me a book and other times I'll send her a book or, or whatever. But I'm going to say uh, Elena Aguilar's Coaching with Equity is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Well done. That's exactly right. Woohoo! Her newest book. And I love Aguilar's work. So mm. It is. Yeah, through the equity lens, it's an added piece. And I shouldn't be surprised because I know that you two are friends, but I also know that you push each other intellectually. And so sharing the book that you're reading is is right up the alley. So I completely agree with that. Okay, Derek, Um, second one. So Debbie, we'll get get on your end in a second. Go ahead. So um, So Derek, this one on Debbie, what is her preferred way to communicate? Aha. Well, both of us are boomers. And so boomers answer everything, Ben. We, we do phone, we do email, we do text, we do it all. But I would say that probably a preferred way, I mean, we do watches. Uh, yeah. What I would say that it's probably a visual medium, FaceTime or something. And particularly when we meet, it's something that she really uh, connects mm-hmm. with uh, both of us visually. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Two for two. Look at that. Woo-hoo. <laughs> okay. Then here's now here's a tricky one. I'm very curious to see where you go with this one, Derek. Mm. What is one of Debbie's weaknesses? Like oh, me too. I want to hear this. Or something that uh, maybe a guilty pleasure. Well, Debbie's for me, crypt- Derek, it would be chocolate. I know Debbie's kryptonite because she always has that super super woman wonder woman stuff going but her family is her kryptonite if one of her daughters calls or a family member calls that's a moment that debbie is going to step away from whatever is she she's doing i also know ben a mini kryptonite that she is a connoisseur of red wine sometimes so there you go And I think I knew that because Debbie, didn't we have, didn't we have dinner in um, Spokane, Washington? Yeah, the conference, yeah. I think we did. Yes, I, I knew that. How did he do, Debbie? Right on target. Three for three, Ben, just saying. Look at that. Okay, now I'm going to throw you for a loop because this one Ooh. wasn't in, this one, this one, maybe a little bit off script. Okay. So the last one, does Debbie have a cause that is near and dear to her? Hmm. Definitely. I mean, not only a cause of uh, building leaders throughout our state and supporting them, but I know that her heart and passion for equity and religious-wise, I mean, supporting people in uh, that work of, I don't know how to say it, ensuring that people are cared for and, 
and, and, and loved and supported, I guess, is what I'm going to say. Yeah, I think it's kind of a faith-based social justice thing, don't you, Derek? Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say, Debbie, but you just said it better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Debbie. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to flip it now, Debbie. You're going to have the same. I'm ready. And Derek, so a current book that he would be reading, or maybe the last book he read. Yeah. So Derek is a voracious reader, and we do share that, as he mentioned. Um, Yesterday, he mentioned he had just finished uh, James Patterson's biography of John Lennon and the story of John Lennon's life. And uh, I know he also has recently read Barack Obama's latest book, as well as a a book that has affected us both as cast by Wilkerson. Yeah. So a few items there. What do you think, Derek? Right on. You know, I'm a nonfiction reader. And so I'm, I just, those are all right. I've just moved into the secret life of groceries. So that's what I'm reading right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Debbie didn't even go with just one. She named off several. So well done. You know, yeah. we talk a lot about books. We do. <laughs> okay, Debbie, how about Derek's preferred way to communicate? I would echo what he said in terms of our planning and our meeting. It's usually something visual. He is a texter, though. He does text frequently. So I would say that, too. Bing! (laughs) Two, you guys know each other well. Okay, third question. How about about Derek's weakness or kryptonite? Guilty pleasure. I'm so excited to answer this, (laughs) man. Here's the thing. Derek presents as this kind, compassionate, relational, warm guy. Here is his true guilty pleasure. He loves true crime fiction. Isn't that hilarious? He loves to read all those gory (laughs) She is right. Bing. Could we add to that his his new grandbaby? Oh, well, of course. That was a misstep on my part. I should have mentioned Zachary Taylor Wheaton. Mm, thank you. <laughs> so there you go. That's well done. And and okay, so then the last question, a little off script though. What about uh, what about a cause? Does Derek have a cause or a passion that uh, that's near and dear to him? Hmm. You know, I think we do share the social justice passion, just the interest in politics with that lens. Just in terms of equity and the common good and lifting other people up, working on becoming more of an anti-racist. I think we both really share that cause right now. It's become really important to both of us. Here, here. We're four for four, Ben. <sighs> That's really well done. <laughs> okay, you two. Clearly, you know each other well. So, th- so now we'll kind of get back in, and I'm, and I'm curious. We're, we're just kind of winding down. We've got a couple questions to go. But um, but I'll start this time. We'll go, Debbie, we'll have you answer this first about Derek. But what is one way that Derek pushes you? Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is Derek has a real passion and level of expertise in technology. And he has certainly pushed me to learn more, do more, um, try more. And that's really been such an asset in my presenting. So I'm very grateful for that. Hmm. Great. Derek, what's a way that Debbie pushes you? 
You know, anybody who knows Debbie is aware that she speaks her truth. I think one of the things that I admire most is that she doesn't just sit quietly, but she courageously and intentionally gives feedback or shares people of some shares information if something is not right. Oftentimes in the middle of a conference, you'll see Debbie stand up and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. That pushes me to make sure that I am being courageous and intentional and modeling for our leaders the importance of social justice, equity, and care for educators who are working so passionately uh, in our state. Well, thank you, Derek. Debbie. (laughs) Two of you, and and to be a little, I mean, truly, to be a little sentimental, you have truly touched so many lives. And not only of students, of staff, but of, of principals, of leaders, people just all around the country, all around the state. But I, I want the two of you to know that you are clearly on my short list of yeah. people that if I'm in a need spot, if I need advice, if I need, if I need somebody to give me an objective opinion, if I need just a talk, you two are on my short list. And, yeah. and, and I can't even begin to tell you how grateful I am that I can trust the two of you. And, and here's why. And I think people need to hear this. You talked earlier about that plastic, Debbie. And the thing is that neither one of you are plastic. You are two of the most <laughs> genuine, real people I've ever encountered. And I, I sensed that and felt that in a matter of moments from the two of you. <laughs> Debbie, from our conversations that we've had together... Derek, I mean, Derek, you and I have interacted at, at not only at MEMSPA with um, the spotlight, but the other thing is, Derek, you are one of the few people that um, randomly just sends me cards and not just like a holiday card, but you will send a card, a very mm-hmm. intentional card yeah. and just tell me, just basically checking in on me. And it's not technology. It is old handwritten, right. send it in the mail cards. And so the two of you, whether it's the conversations, whether it's the little, those little things that can go a long way, you two are the most genuine I have met in my career. And I, I'm just thanking you from the bottom of my heart, because when I started thinking about hashtag better together, you two came to the forefront and I needed to have you guys on. So I really appreciate that. Well, that means such a great deal coming from you, Ben. Thank you so much. And we certainly, either one of us would be right there anytime if you needed, if you had a need and we could support you. So it's an honor to have you say that. Thank you. Humbly honored, Ben. But in all honesty, we would love to have you in cohort 12 of Leadership Matters, Ben. <laughs> 2022 could be your year, brother. It, it could. It could. Oh, I, I have yet to do it. There <laughs> <laughs> on my radar. Eric is always marketing. Hmm. <laughs> Hey, so as we wrap up, how about, Derek, I'll let you go first, and we'll give Debbie kind of the last one on this one. But um, what is the best thing about MEMSPA? Mm. You know, Debbie always gets the last word, so good for you, Ben. Um, (laughs) You know, I started as a principal in 1995. I've been a member of MEMSPA for 25 years. And in a rural district, there were only two principals. And really, the other principal was very ineffective in, in what he was doing. And so MEMSPA was my lifeline. It was my lifeline for learning, uh, support and networking and getting out of my isolation island 
and learning about what was going on out there. And my legacy is to make sure that I'm continuing to be a learner and to model that and and make sure that principals aren't feeling that isolation, but are connected and know that what they're doing is the greatest work on earth. And so MEMSPA has just been an organization that has supported my principalship and continues to support principals across our state. And I couldn't be prouder to be a member for 25 years. You bet. Debbie, <laughs> best thing about MEMSPA? Yes, I think that the organization has really undergone a significant change in the last five years or so, particularly with the advent of Cindy Malik coming on as Associate Executive Director and Tara and Hurley in the office who has just exquisite organizational capacity. Cindy has connections in terms of offering professional development and learning. She is an expert at engaging people from across the state. And I think the legacy that she has crafted is one of NAMSA really becoming, I believe it's the premier learning organization in the state. I truly do. And the quality, the diversity among the topics offered, and the listening to leaders' needs and then shaping learning that will support them, that it's just, um, it's the premier learning organization, truly. And I'm so proud, as, as is Derek, to be associated with it and to have a long relationship with MEMSPA. It's been a highlight of my professional career, truly. And I can I echo what you're saying, because I know we have speakers that come from multiple states, and I know that we've had, mm-hmm. you know, I've had a handful of guests that have come with me to Traverse City. Um, Dan Butler, mm-hmm. just, just a couple of years ago from Iowa, I, um, you know, Brad Gustafson has, has been in close contact right. from Minnesota. And what uh-huh. I hear what I hear is that that if you want to see it done right, you right. come to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I, I echo yeah. that completely. Well, I want to thank you two again for, for joining me mm-hmm. on the Community of Principles podcast. Hashtag better together. You bet. We're absolutely better together. And I thank you again for coming on. And what a pleasure. The, other thing, the other thing is that um, as you as people listen to this, I hope that uh, n- number one, you'll look into the next the next Leadership Matters cohort. <laughs> um, but then the other the other piece is check out both Derek and Debbie online. They share a wealth of resources. Uh, Derek, how can people find you on social media? Um, Rewired Print K2 on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Derek Wheaton, and uh, www.derekwheaton.com. Debbie, how can they find you? At Debbie MacFalone on Twitter, and MacFalone is spelled M-C. So at Debbie MacFalone on Twitter, and my website, livewellleadstrong.com, and Facebook, Debbie MacFalone. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, you two. Everybody else, uh, 2021 is upon us. Let's, uh, let's get off to a great start and uh, remember, find that positive energy and find someone that will make sure that you are not in isolation. Thanks again, you two. Thank you, Thank Ben. Thank you so much, Ben. We are better together. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MemspaChat Thursday nights. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.